0: <laughs> it's chloe and annabella hi this is our podcast let's talk about it our names are chloe and annabella and we are sophomores at the hewitt school
1: our goal for this podcast is to forge a discussion regarding the debate about whether regulation of misinformation would violate freedom of speech and expression
0: In order to gain a better understanding of such a complex topic, we turn to Henry Brecher, the managing editor of All Sides, a news outlet which uses media bias ratings to provide balanced news, perspectives, and issues across the political spectrum.
1: We had the pleasure of interviewing him and were able to explore the different factors that play a role in the media and regulation.
0: For starters, just to give clarity, we wanted to talk about the layout of our podcast. So, Annabella and I will be
1: reviewing various answers that Henry had to questions that we formed. The first question that we asked him was regarding the fundamental idea of the topic, which is if he thought regulating misleading information in the media would violate freedom of speech. Let's take a look at his answer.
2: Because There's no way that we can stop all misleading information, whether it's on social media or from fake media outlets or whatever.
0: So here we can see that he basically just gave a flat no and... In backing that up. He was basically saying there's no way to completely get rid of all of it So that was sort of his argument
1: completely and while I agree with that I was so surprised that he like gave us the flat answer of no that he thinks that that's completely the wrong. Yeah,
0: sort of yeah. just like a into the podcast. He was very open that he was um, Anti-regulation and he thought that it was just not feasible to get rid of all misleading information. Yeah so continuing with the same um, answer regarding regulation, he gave some additional information to why he's anti-regulation. Let's take a listen.
2: I think that's well-intentioned, but it can have consequences if we don't do it the right way and if we jump to conclusions.
1: I think this is interesting because when he's talking about how regulation can actually be harmful, I think he's possibly referring to when it, drowns out opinions and things like that instead of just misinformation because I think the definition of misinformation could change in a lot of people's views. Exactly. I think a lot of what he talks about is levels and just sort of identifying what should we keep
0: and what shouldn't we keep and how do we go about doing that.
1: Now he brings up an interesting point about what we could rather focus on instead of over regulation or regulation in general.
2: Instead of focusing so much on getting rid of all misinformation in the media and online, I think there should probably be more of a focus on educating people on how to see that and identify it and and get past it. Not just adults, but even kids.
0: So this idea of starting in the classroom and beginning to educate people from a young age about misinformation and ways to get around it and identify what's fake and what's real is a really... Really good way of going about answering this question and it's something that he came back to a lot throughout the interview So I think that's a really interesting idea
1: Yeah, and I think probably why we haven't heard about this so much is because this is an extremely new topic of discussion That people need to be having I mean even 10 and 20 years ago It wasn't as prevalent as it is today So I think this modern movement of educating people young about misinformation is extremely important Exactly. But another thing to sort of contradict that
0: point is something that Annabella and I were thinking about is how do we make sure that everyone's getting educated and how do we make sure that everyone has the same access to be educated on misinformation? Because although it's a really big deal, not everyone has the same privileges.
1: Yeah. And even how do we bring this into the classroom? Because it can so easily become a fairly political argument. And how will teachers deal with making sure they, do, they present it without bias. Exactly. I think
0: that's another um, sort of challenge that could come with his idea, but I do think it is a way to um, prevent misinformation in a way that doesn't remove it overall. Because something that Henry really seemed like he thought was important was learning as
1: opposed to removing valuable opinions that are important to hear as well. To further expand our conversation, we asked him to compare and contradict these two statements and provide his take on if they could coexist.
0: One of these statements being freedom of expression slash speech, no matter its form, is a right in the media and the other being the filtration of misinformation is a necessary process in the media. Let's take a look at what he said.
2: Free speech is, it's an interesting term because some some people use the constitutional definition that I talked about. Yeah. yeah. Some people have a uh, more restricted idea of free speech, like free speech, unless, you know, it, it causes emotional harm or, or um, you know, uh, puts people down, things like that. Um, and then the filtration of information is, is definitely a necessary process. So ju- good journalism wouldn't exist without it, right?
0: So he definitely found it useful how he defined free speech and described that it takes on a different meaning for everyone. And he also later went on to say that he thinks that those two statements can coexist amongst each other.
1: Yes, and I also think it's really helpful how he distinguishes filtration from regulation and how those are two very different things. Yes, definitely. But I also think that his response to Um,
0: this question can be seen as contradictory to what he previously said about being anti-regulation. But I also think that it's important that although he's anti-regulation, he recognizes filtration is a necessary process and he um, comments on how it's all about finding the middle ground and um, figuring that out.
1: Yeah, because I think where... Regulation often runs into trouble is when people treat it as an extremist situation where there's either absolutely no regulation or filtration or way too much where it drowns out opinions so I think finding this middle ground like you said is extremely important, but it's also so incredibly difficult because because a lot, everyone has a different
0: opinion on what that middle ground is. What exactly. is too much and what is too little.
1: Which is why it's so much easier to just say, yes, we should have it and no, we shouldn't. However, that's not a real solution to this problem. And this is something he also said. So I think us three are in agreement in that.
0: In continuing our conversation in regards to the middle ground and what that is and how we find that, We asked if he felt there would be a less societal divide if the media was regulated, specifically social media, and if he thought the removal of misleading information could create a commonality at which those with different political perspectives could meet. And this is what he said.
2: From that angle, instead of just, we need to get rid of every single fake piece of information on the internet, instead of approaching it from that way too broad position, We could say, how can we correct misinformation in a way that corrects and helps heal the political divide? That might be a better guiding, you know, initial jumping off point to doing this in a better and and more feasible way.
0: So after a really interesting conversation with Henry, Annabella and I want to reflect on what we got from that conversation. And I think the main thing is his idea of shifting our focus from attempting something that's not exactly feasible which is trying to get rid of all misinformation in the media but instead focusing on how we can learn to interpret what's real and what's not real and how misinformation can be looked at instead
1: of to the extreme but um in a smaller sense exactly because that's really the integrity of social media is having all these different opinions and it's important to have bias in the media but there has to be a fine line we have to make sure that this bias isn't found where people make decisions where they exactly like for example to give an example of that like
0: on a news channel on the tv I think the issue is something got lost in translation where people think that They're getting factual information and non-opinionated information in places where opinionated information is supposed to be. And that's an issue as well in journalism where journalists will write articles and share their opinions, but people will take that as a non-biased opinion when it's not in reality.
1: Yeah, and we never want to villainize um, opinions, I think. It's extremely important to have those in the media as we've said, but we need to make sure that when people are reading opinionated oriented pieces, they have to understand that it's going to contain bias and that And that also comes with clarity from those
0: sources. Like social media will sometimes say, "We don't know if all of this is true." Like that is your warning before reading this, so you don't take things out of proportion and Interpreted in a way that it was never meant to be interpreted because that's the whole idea of where people can form their own opinions is from Opinions and from from other people's opinions But also
1: from getting
0: non-filtered information in places where it's supposed to be exactly
1: and like you said It starts in the classroom because if we want to start this young, which is extremely important Especially because social media is becoming such a integrated part in a young person's life, then it has to start in the classroom.
0: And I think one of the main things that Annabella and I learned from talking with Henry was recognizing that it's not really a possibility to filter all misinformation in the media, and it's not even something that we want because it would be drowning out lots of valuable opinions because opinions are one of the biggest part, parts of media and politics and journalism. So that's definitely something that we learned from Henry. So the last thing that Henry told Annabella and I was to be skeptical of everything and I think it also expands on his point about how everything starts in the classroom and how important it is to teach about filtration in the media and how it can all really start with just teachers telling their students when they see an article reread it make sure that you're getting correct
1: information exactly because overall this is a self-driven process and we can't rely on government regulation for it we have to really lead this movement ourselves and that's what henry taught us yep bye thanks for listening thank you